It's Naomi Sneakers, and welcome to the Firecracker Department. I started this podcast a while ago, and I do a bunch of things. I spin a bunch of plates. I'm an actor, I'm a producer, I'm a writer, I'm a director, and now I'm a founder of this amazing Firecracker Department, creator of this podcast, and it's easily one of my favorite things that I get to do. I get to sit down with dynamic, interesting, inspiring complicated, fantastic women in our film and TV industry and have just really, you know, shoes off, no filter, authentic discussions about where they've come from and how they got to where they are. And I get to share it with you. So you get it, right? That's why it's my favorite thing. And today we have just a fabulous new guest to share with you. We recorded this a little while ago. And so we've been trying to clear out, we've got so many episodes banked, and uh, we're trying to clear those out and get them all to you as soon as possible. And you're going to hear some festivaling in the background and at the beginning, um, but I'm just so thrilled to share this conversation with you because it's different than, I don't know, it's different than most of the chats that I've had on this podcast before. So our bonus guest this week is Lorraine D'Alessio. She's an immigration attorney, founding partner of her own law firm. Uh, she's a former model and a cancer survivor. She's an author. She's a history buff and just an all-around great firecracker gal. She's an immigration expert with some just amazing advice about running a business, uh, inclusivity, advocacy, and I mean, I can go on, but why would I when I can just jump in and you can hear from Lorraine D'Alessio herself. So here we go. And, and honestly, even the way that the way we ta- we account for things in our taxes, like I don't think that we properly, as women in business, like yeah. properly, uh, the government actually even recognizes the kind of expenses we need to make too when right. it comes to our outfits and you know kind of the way that we need to transport ourselves right. around. That's different than men. Um, you know, it's if we are lugging things around in Ubers, you know, you know, depending on, you know, what your team is going to be. And if it's female predominant, I mean, you could, you could literally have boxes and boxes of stuff you're lugging around everywhere. So you're going to need a bigger vehicle, right? You're going to need a bigger place. You're going to need a, you know, so it's, um, so I just think everything is so geared to, you know, that black suit or whatever is going to rewear. That's such a good, I know. Do you think we're missing out on, um, certain aspects of taxes for women? I believe so. Yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. And also, like, small business loans. I mean, they to get businesses started, usually women, it's a terrible statistic, um, less than half of women that apply for small business loans actually get it. And, um, yeah, and, and, What's and going on when there? they do get it, um, it's always, um, or, like, I can get the exact stat, but it's, like, less than 90% of, um, of what men usually get right yeah do you think that's changing though um well not i mean according (laughs) to the the size that you just did it doesn't feel like it is yeah according to the stats and i i can say as a you know as a business owner someone who you know trying to get appropriate credit lines for the for a business that is growing exponentially Mm -hmm. and to you know like bridge financing from quarter to quarter yeah. type thing, yeah. which is very important for a business like mine. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and for men, it statistically, because I was really looking into this cause, uh, because I've had to dip into it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, why, why does it appear like that, you know, male partnered firm over there doesn't seem to be having any problems with this? And then why are we having problems with this? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the research shows that there is a glass ceiling on this. Really? You know? Yeah. But even like the quantity of what you want to be applying, like when you have a small business and it's female run, there's just certain things like childcare and things that, you know, um, are related to the business that are essential to running your business, yeah. but that are not properly kind of accounted for in tax and I think small business loans. Right. So, and yet um, men are at home now too. So maybe yeah. that will change the childcare issue. Yeah, I, exactly. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'd be really interested to know a little more about that research about men being home. Yeah. Because um, I still find in a very female-dominant office that that men, that women are still, even though they may be at home, yeah. they may be at home just kind of doing other things. Right. You know, they right, may right. not be, you know, taking on, you know, the same level of um, household burdens that we still do. Right. 
paying for it as well as like literally physically doing doing the work too so um I don't know I mean in our office I think all of the women are the ones that are also running their households you know and you have like I read like 98% women in your it's like two two men yeah. Um, well, there's men that work for us, but men in de- women in de- female in decision making positions right. are all 98 percent. Yeah. Because when when I, I mean when I was setting this up, I I was like, why is there such difficulty? And uh, you know, especially for like immigrant women too. Yeah. You know, we don't have the same credit as as you know as right. you would if as as a non foreigner. So when you come in, you have no credit. Right. So. Um, you know, yeah, like that's happened to us when we got our green card. Yeah. So we had like a when we needed our visa card, we had to put down three hundred dollars, and that was our max. It takes time. Yeah, it, it takes a lot it of does. time. And if you're in business, like, like, yeah, building that up, you don't you don't often have time, you know. So. Or like, what's three hundred dollars going to get you on your American visa? Right. Nothing. That we go to grocery shopping, you're done. Nothing. So. I know exactly. I mean, that's not that much. We're not. We don't spend three hundred dollars. That's a lot. Well, maybe we do. Maybe we buy lavishly. So, what <laughs> happened to the guy in your office? Did that just balance out? Was there a conflict yeah, of genders? Yeah, you know, um, you know, it, I, I, DLG has really hit its stride in terms of maturity and and it's um, young and growth. It is young. Yeah, we're we're been running for about ten years now, but relatively compared to what law firms usually are, which is 100-year-old firms. I actually inherited the firm from a mentor of mine. Um, so um, his name is Thomas Joy, and he um, he was running the practice for about 37 years. Okay. Um, but, but still, for you to jump but, in yeah. and catch up to that rhythm. And the vast majority of clients were actually my clients. Right, okay. So, um, so he... Um, he did definitely help me identify certain structures and and um, key persons that I should bring into our organization oh, okay. um, from a more of a, a business management perspective. Yeah. And um, and then he was incredibly knowledgeable, so I learned a great deal. I actually did work um, at other uh, law firms as well, um, uh, previous. Uh, to meeting Tom for how um, long? Because it feels like you. No, it was pretty short. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say it was. It was pretty short. And and even when I was in law school, I was working. Uh, I was uh, I was working at an immigration clinic. Right. Um, and I was also doing pro bono work yeah. at the Joseph Vale Center. And so a couple of kids. It was like and, and it was also... like yeah, it was only a few years yeah. in total, and then I went right into. Um, and I, you, you don't know, sleep a lot, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. not not yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. We, we have four kids in yeah. total, so I have. I have two, my own little um, three and f- almost five. I saw the pictures. They're yeah, <laughs> and then oh I, I'm also a step parent um, to a 20 and 23 year old. Right. Um, so still, it's a lot of like. <laughs> plus, that's two different brains, right? Talking yeah. to like a 20 yeah. odd year old, and then and everyone's babies. with us. I mean, it's a it's a, a, a you know it's a it's a Full busy house. household. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know been that way for many years so um so when you took over the law group were you conscious of like i want to get women in here yeah absolutely absolutely um and they were always just the best candidates too interesting um from interviewing um and and finding that inner core that a team yeah that c-suite a team that you can really trust yeah um uh, was really important for me from from day one, and actually the same people that I came together with, women, are still with me. Is that right? And they have actually been some of the loyalist people in the organization. Yeah. You go through a lot of ebbs and flow in business, and sadly enough, um, sometimes even when you do do so much due diligence to make sure that um, people are, of course. Okay, there's qualified, they're qualified, they're competent, they're sure. amazing. But then, then you have training program that you do, and sometimes, you know, as it shakes out, they're just not the right fit. Yeah, and but also, what's the yeah. extra je ne sais quoi? Right, right? Like, exactly. if you say, like, everybody's got the same degree, diploma, whatever, work experience, what's the extra? Was there something, like, as you were interviewing people for your law firm that you were, yeah. like, glommed on to in qualities? Yeah, absolutely. Um, chutzpah yeah um, that there are training programs there is a box of course that we all go through but at the same time um, those that are willing to just go that extra mile 
um, think outside the box, bring ideas to management, um, and also not only bringing ideas, but also options and implementation plans. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. like people that are all about action. Yes. Um, I love ideas. I love to brainstorm ideas. Um, but in running, you know, a law firm with lots of employees, it it's also needs to be figured like strategies of how to implement it through the company and implement right. it through to our clients as well. Right. So, so it's it, one thing having a good idea, but they're like, how is it going to work? Right? And then people have to really step up the plate, identify something, and then also go. And here's how I think our organization can handle how to carry this out effectively, efficiently. Um, and here's even a suggestion of how I could be a part of that. Yeah. Like so, it's. Really really taking ownership, adding value to the team, and not just sitting back and being judgmental totally. or, um, or it's not even always judgmental, constructive criticism of how we can better ourselves sure. is, 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 feedback is so important. So yeah. when, we, when, we, when we actually process our cases, we are constantly asking our clients about, tell us about your, your experience. This is, if they have any morsel of respect for us, that is very important too and they have been so diligent in letting us know um, this portion that portion of the representation um, and lawyers across the board um, one of the biggest um, challenges for lawyers um, because lawyers are usually very very smart um, but often not people 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 yeah right and so which um, if you need a lawyer you want somebody that just is smart first yeah like if they're you, you person, want... people person first then you're yeah. like well he was really nice he lost me the case but he or she was really nice yeah and often it seems to fall off with communication communication right. and responsiveness right. um, to the client to really explain to them all the different phases that they're going through so this is always a work in progress always something that we're fine-tuning making more effective and um, so in our management meetings and in our all-hands meetings it's always about um, tweaking and fine-tuning and analyzing the feedback of our clients and, gotcha. and I think if you look at really all of the pretty successful um, tech companies entertainment companies those that have really risen to the you know, always talk about um, taking feedback and improving. So yeah. I think that that, um, but I, I would say in regard to, you know, um, you know, some of the, I mean, we've been really, really fortunate in the sense that we, um, relative to competitors and relative to just the way business works, um, we've had relatively very low turnover, which is great. But at the same time, um, picking those key team members, that A team yeah. around you, is like that inner core um, that just keeps that leadership super strong yeah. and it trickles down through the whole organization. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Like you lead by example. Well, you do. You certainly do. Like, and, 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 um, you know, in a female run, um, company, it's very much about, um, inclusiveness and, um, diversity. And when you say opinions, inclusiveness, yeah. what does that mean to you? Well, it, it, for example, when it comes to kind of conducting meetings. Yeah. Um, are you, how are you promoting inclusiveness at the meetings? Like, are you right. just yes. there kind of giving your dictatorship word and then everyone just goes off right. on their own? Um, you know, um, are you calling upon people that may or may not, um, uh, you know that they've got great things to contribute to yeah. the meeting and you you know, they may be a little shy or timid about actually jumping in. Mm -hmm. So um, saying, well, what do you think about this? And right. what do you think about that? Nurturing. Nur exactly. Yeah. Nurturing, guiding. So um, in, in the meetings that we, that we hold, that is a very important part of it. Um, so to try to be as most interactive as possible right. um, with the staff. Inclusivity so, is a really, um, yeah. I, it's one of my favorite words right now. And I think it can mean so many different things. Like yeah. in your world... I love hearing what that means. Like another world would be like just inviting everybody to the party. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like I think it's so important. And then we lose all the specificness about gender and about race. Just invite everybody to the party. Yeah. Whether it's in a meeting or yeah, a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a bigger organization, sometimes you definitely have to define in terms of like um, the subject matter that we're dealing with and who should sure. who should who 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 should be in that meeting, um, definitely. Um, uh, we've had definitely come across sometimes when we hold too big of a meeting to try to like 
iron out how we're going to implement something. Sometimes it becomes more difficult um, to actually move forward and hit milestones in that meeting. Right. So sometimes what we'll often what we'll do is we'll have sort of like an initial brainstorm and then bring it for feedback to a bigger audience and then you know for full implementation so um so it goes through phases i think to promote more inclusiveness um, but at the same time to help to move forward an organization that is um is doing such high quality legal work um at the same time always ready to hear how we can further improve Mm -hmm. so um i mean you're you're a dynamo like the like where did you learn did you love numbers as a kid? Did you love organizing um, imagination times? What were you like as a kid? I think I'm. I think I'm good at putting together teams. Okay. <laughs> I think because right, you love sports, right? Yeah. You're big into sports. Yeah. Exactly. Did you always go into professionally? Right. Yeah. So I I was very um, competitive um, with uh, volleyball yeah. and, and soccer, and um, it was always about team sports for me. Mm-hmm. So um, so if I had kept going. Um, Peel selects and further, um, I would have been at that provincial level um, for volleyball for yeah. sure. Um, Do you but, miss that path? Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very athletic. Yeah, I love sports. It's not like that um, stops so, you. But yeah, that like path to yeah. professional sports. Did, did you? Do you miss that, that you had pursued that? Um, yeah, and I think um, I, I think I do. You know, definitely regret that I I couldn't at the time financially. Mm-hmm. I, financially, we just couldn't as a family, and I was young, and I, the decision was made for me. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, so it wasn't really about capability; it was about what we could do as a family, right. financially and time wise. Um, you know, for for a family that, um, you know, that, that, um, has limited resources as we all do, oh but especially limited resources that, you know, um, where did that. you grow up? Um, so I grew up in Mississauga. Mississauga right? Yeah. I grew up in sort of the East Mississauga and, um, and my parents, I think you asked me who have been my biggest cheerleaders. Um, I mean, obviously there are limits in what people can do with, you know, how much money you have and kind of uh, so on, but they actually have been so supportive. Yeah, um, and that has been as heartbreaking. Well. Like, for yeah, you, for their for them not to be able to support. A yeah, goal of yours. Like, yeah, we didn't have some nanny that I could call upon to to drive me or yeah. fly me to the meets. Um, yeah, or you know the subsidies working out in terms of how to get there. Sure. So um, yeah, but then I mean. I don't know. I don't know if you believe in like the lack of regrets because it took you where yeah. you are now. Which yeah, I would to... say it just um, made me like not want to be frustrated about having limited resources to do things right. and right. Um, and just be more resourceful so that we can figure out how to get from A to B yeah. and A to Z. So so did you um, turn like when you went from volleyball? Did you go okay? That's not going to happen. I'm going to do this then. Yeah, I I think. Um, I started getting heavily involved in the modeling. I was scouted, so um, right. getting involved in the modeling. Where, like and in high, at school? I was scouted by Ford. Ford like in a mall? Because um, things no. still happen. I don't know if they still do, where you'd no. be like walking yeah. in a mall. My mom used to always be like, you never know when you're going to get discovered and yeah. all these things. And, yeah. Yeah. It, it, um, so I was first discovered um, at uh, actually... Um, a nightclub. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and um, and it was Richie Houghton had come, and no he way. was, you know, I mean, uh, for people, um, you know, um, from the seventies and eighties, they'll know Richie Houghton. You but know, like um, you're gonna have to remind me, and I'll, I'm sure I'll say yes. But who's Richie Houghton? He's the, one of the biggest electronica DJs. Okay, you know, All right. of of our generation, okay. um, and the first, the forefathers of, you know. Of that, and um, so so yeah, I, I and I would definitely. Did you say, think about modeling at all? No, no, I didn't. Not you were at like all. sports, um, sports, sports. Yeah, I was uh, morning, lunch times, into the evening. I was constantly at it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when I had to sort of shift gears on that, I think um, you know definitely a little bit of probably rebellion going on in sure. terms of like what am I going to do type thing with all like, this spare time now that I have you yeah, know like, did you just start partying like I would think that if you, yeah. you were going to volley- do volleyball you'd be like well I might as well just enjoy the parties of life yeah right I mean I, I, de- I definitely think I was looking for like a brain break you right. know just yeah. like I'm I always worked so hard 
um, and in school and academics as well as in sport. And so I think I was just needing some reprieve. Right. Um, but you don't think it wasn't even for that long to... that I was yeah. discovered, I guess. No, yeah, but so, that, like, um, nobody, nobody thinks like a kids need, need, kids need to like recoup. Yeah. Right? They're like, well, you're playing. What's your problem? Just like, exactly. no, I'm burnt out from... Yeah. that journey so yeah. so it was a chunk of time small chunk of time and then you got discovered and then yeah. did the world just change quickly um pretty much um so i yeah so it was um i mean the shoots were like you know 2000 a shoot 2000 dollars a shoot type mm-hmm. thing and um and then just getting involved in like commercial modeling mm-hmm. um which was is is continues to be for many models that are now still doing it very lucrative mm-hmm. um and then going from kind of not having much financial means to then having, having. lots of financial right. means so what was that like cuz sometimes um, people don't deal with a lot of money coming at them all at once very yeah. well yeah uh, definitely, uh, you know, liberating. Um, also, knowing that money can also go quickly, so right. saving that. So you already had the brain of, like, yeah. this isn't just a, a party time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did Def- you buy I definitely anything? had a bit of a break, but yes. Yeah. And, um, Did you buy anything frivolous? Like, do you remember the first time that you went, oh my God, I can afford this? <laughs> money down? Yeah, I, 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 indeed. You know, there was. Do you remember when corsets became hugely popular? Yes. Yeah. And okay. in fact, a friend of mine just she gave me a corset, and because she, she had this really cool fashion stuff. Yeah. She had like a, a button up shirt, and she wore a corset with it. I'm like, that looks sensational. It but was yeah. like the rage. Mm. I remember, and I went out, and I remember spending a killing on a corset. Right. I remember that, and um, that's so funny. And, yeah, but I was very much like. I loved electronic music. I loved that scene. And if you remember, you know, sort of the whole Better Days production era and all of that, mm-hmm. it was all it, it was all about the outfits. Right, right, right. And right. it was all it was a chance to kind of take on the life of a fairy. Yeah. You know, or you know, or you know, dress <laughs> up in the most like whimsical uh, you know, it, was, it wasn't really like a nightclub experience. It was more of um, connecting with the music yeah. um, to create sort of this almost euphoria um, in in physical form. So, yeah. but um, what fun! Like you go from volleyball and like <laughs> now you have a little bit of money. You're like, I'm just gonna dream a dream. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And were you conscious of like, I'm also gonna dream a future dream? Like I'm gonna put money aside because I want to right. save for exactly. But you and didn't know what for. I always, I always knew that things are limited, yeah. and so. Um, and that um, and that there's a greater purpose. I have a greater purpose. Yeah. And what, is, um, what did that mean to you? I want to make a difference for for women, yeah. for myself. But how did you know that? Like, I feel like that's a really mature, advanced. I just thought. did. I just knew I wanted to make a mark, yeah. and I wanted to affect change in a big way. Yeah. That. Uh, was not going to be just merely going through life's milestones, yeah. but to, um, to to make a mark, to, to build something. Had you seen that so, happen with somebody else, like somebody else making a mark and going, yeah, that inspires me? Yeah, absolutely. So Susan B. Anthony, um, history has always been a part of me, um, and I, I've always loved, my, my father's a big historian too, and um, and we you know went to see Eisenhower's house, you know, first before we went to Disney World right. type thing. Oh, it it was all about, you know, understanding Gettysburg and, you know, and right. <laughs> what happened to our First Nations people, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, understanding the cycles of history and what we have to learn from that. So I've, I've, as, from a very, very young age. Wow. Um, so Susan B. Anthony, always a huge uh, influence in my life. I mean, obviously she's long gone, but um, her failure is impossible. Quote um, has lived with me since I was a little girl. Yeah. So is that it, the full quote? I don't. That's it. yeah. Failure isn't possible. F- failure is impossible. Yeah. You just keep. Yeah. You yeah. do um, that when there is a, a, a will on something that actually needs to be changed, it will be changed. Right. Like it, you know, you're going to stop at nothing to yeah. to make that. There's something similar that always rings true to me is like if you, if you, oh, if if you don't like where you are, then your journey hasn't finished, or that you haven't completed your journey. 
Like having that kind of ability that if failure's not possible, you just have to keep going. You have to keep going. Um, that perseverance and um, as and I, and I sort of feel like you know these figures in history, Susan B. Anthony. I mean, her of course she was a suffragette. Yeah. And she brought together women. She brought together teams with almost nothing. Like really, they mm-hmm. had nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't even have the right to even speak in public. You know, right. like and you know and and let alone like cast a vote, speaking up, speaking against. A man right. um, was, you know, considered, you know, a, a criminal act, yeah. basically. So, um, have you seen the Ruth Ginsburg documentary? I haven't. Oh, it's geez. so good. Uh, it's so good. Ooh, yeah, you're gonna I would love that. I, I'm gonna write yeah. that down. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really um, good. Yeah, um, that those women, such a huge inspiration to me, but especially Susan B. Anthony's a figure in history um, because of what she did at an organizational level. Um, as well as having a voice and then in fact pushing us forward for the vote yeah so um, but also even going further back in history Joan of Arc um, you know it's just she at 18 years of age led an army against the British basically you know protecting liberating um, you know being uh, an incredible icon in history for France and um, and I think you know Canada and what Canada is um, in history, and it's you know close that British and French history, but really um, that she's a woman and she mm-hmm. dressed as a man. Yeah. She in, in her era, yeah. um, and I love that you're recognizing yeah. like the early. You like yeah. people saying like like Tina Fey's a hero, yeah. but then like let's look back to Joan of Arc days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, that was one for me too. She was absolutely fearless, yeah. and. Um, and I think that women get so straddled by fear. Yeah. And she was the first woman in history that I know of ever said, I am not afraid. You know, I am yeah. not afraid. I was born to do this. Right. And then went on to lead the army and um, keep that and keep that belief and, and say this even though she was burnt yeah. at the stake, you know? So so but she do you think she actually was afraid? Like I feel like how can you not be? But like there are things that I do that I'm like, I'm I'm afraid of that. Yeah. I'm still gonna do it, but I wanna recognize that it's not something that I easily do. Like do you still get scared about doing things? I mean yes, I just I just find it so incredible of that you know, for example it was like Joan of Arc who can break through that. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously we, we all have fears, but to not be straddled by it and yeah. not like to be slave to it. I mean, she led an army, you know, conquered, uh, I mean, that's enormous, I, I, yeah. you know, and, um, uh, so I, I, I think that her, you know, wearing that armor, uh, armor and, um, you know, being so charismatic as to, you know, help lead this army and um it's just that 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 image in history I, I i was fortunate enough to to go to france and actually travel you know and no and see the places that she that she was and that i must just, have been blunt, mind yeah, yeah absolutely and um and she was so um obviously doubted and persecuted for what she did but yet she kept that belief of i'm doing i'm doing what i was born to do right. and um so i, I mean Obviously, I'm I'm running a law firm, and it's a different different paradigm here. But at the same time, I do think that um, in law there is a lot to prove, and there's a lot to, for us to demonstrate. Um, with women being like 50.3 percent graduating from law schools, but less than. Um, 35% that are actually going on to become working lawyers and then a drastic percentage even less than that I believe it's far less than even I think 5% or 8% or something that are actually becoming partners right so um, that's so interesting so what happened like just I think it's bigger than us I think this cause is bigger than us I think that what we're doing at D'Alessio Law Group is extremely unique and I've had I have I mean, I'm inter- we're, we're growing very quickly, of yeah. course, um, despite not being able to get the kind of loans that women should be getting from yeah. the beginning and having to be very resourceful um, so you know, with our contact. I mean, we, we obviously ha- you know, have, but it's just when I talk with my male colleagues about what they were able to do from yeah. the beginning 
And as an immigrant woman, you know, in the States, we've established her headquarters in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. you know, the real hotbed of entertainment right yeah. there, um, like the Mecca. Um, you know, I'm, I'm appalled, you know, at what they were able to do yeah. and what I wasn't able to do. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I, I, obviously, we've overcome that. Um, but it's interesting, like even the meetings that I was having to, you know, really, um, I inherited this practice, but I also had to do all the paperwork and everything to get it all together. And um, when, I, when that transition happened and um, other women sitting across from the table from me, you know, that should have been, you know, important stakeholders and helping to support us. Yeah. Um, just sort of throwing that very, I'm sorry, but very male written book at us, you know, in okay. terms of, um, you know, I, so I was like, well, what, well why, why is it that this colleague was able to do this, that, and the other thing, and, and we're seeming here to struggle considering, considering our growth projections and, and you know, what we're bringing to the table, um, you know, all the contracts we've been able to sign and the people we're servicing and so on and so on and so on. Um, and um, I've just been, I've just been really amazed. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 it's that shocking. There are women as well on the other side of the table that I'm literally staring at to say, could you please question your like what you're telling me right now yeah. and and where that where the source of that comes from so what's the response um, to that <laughs> sadly um it feels like talking to a robot right but 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 i've had i've had to be resourceful and yeah. you just are and um and uh, you know and and as a result you know we continue to to move forward and progress and um i guess biz- business is ruthless you know, it is. Yes, I mean, know? I don't think it has to be. So but yeah, I guess. I, exactly. But so here's my question: So if you're, you've got this like fire to to mm-hmm. do something purposeful and to do something that has meaning, mm-hmm. and that's something that you've always had in your heart. Mm-hmm. And so this time where you're modeling, mm-hmm. which might not feel like the most purposeful of work. It didn't. I it actually, did well, it, it's very like, objective. It, it's very, insight. it's very objectifying. Right. <laughs> um, you know. I think that I think that one of the most beautiful things about a woman is when she knows that she is beautiful, you know. Yeah. And I think it was the first to say that was Sophia Loren, and who was a big model. Yeah. Um, you know, but I I just think that it I you attract know. that. And I yeah. Don't use attract because I know you're a lawyer, so I'm yeah. feeling fancy. But. Uh, but like, not that it's not purposeful. Modeling isn't purposeful, but yeah. it does feel like you're not using all aspects of what you're using now. Exactly. So yeah. did you find yourself frustrated in that chunk of time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I think I think it, it's. Um, I think that modeling is is. There's something to learn from it. I definitely sure. have in terms of how we interact with commercial clients and how the whole advertising industry works. Yeah. And if I didn't have that inside knowledge, then I wouldn't um, have been able to kind of build up that vertical within my own firm because I had that inside knowledge and also to have being a talent myself. Right. Um, you know, lined up in a room and told to jump up and down and smile and laugh. And that would be the determining factor of if I would be picked for that particular shoot. Right. And so, so it's just like this weird balancing act between um, kind of an objective. I mean, you have these bouncing women. Yeah, you, know, you get what it. What an odd. So like, um, you imagine know, that's how you chose your law firm. Guys, <laughs> like, just show me that you're having a good time. I know. Um, no, it's it's all based on brains and and what can be brought to the table in terms of skill set, knowledge, and also. Um, a common ideology and vision of of where women are in the workplace and all of their capabilities and how to support each other to push us forward and how to be a team player. Yeah. And so um, I I I've always been very transparent with my 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 team, my management team, in the sense that. I actually do not want to do this alone. It would be, no. it would be, I, I, I have no interest in that whatsoever. Um, it's all about a team. It's all about us using our collective um, skill set, knowledge, expertise, everything to come together and, you know, continue to um, drive us forward. And, um, and it truly has been that way. It's, yeah. it's, it's, um, 
and and that's beautiful to watch. And so on on the modeling side, like in your team, exactly you beautiful to watch your team coming together. Exactly, it's one of the most satisfying things in the world. Yeah, right? when you go look around, you're like, I created this team yeah. looking for this common goal. It's yeah. the best. And 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 to close all these deals together. Yeah, and for. And, and then bringing forth the concepts, ideas, and then also the strategy plan that we, um, you know, having those options present. I love it when people present me with different options yeah. and strategy. Yeah. I love that. Um, and so um, that, to me, is truly being a team player yeah. and, um, and, and, and pushing us forward. Um, but you had asked me... About the um, modeling chunk. Like yeah, the modeling. You, yeah. What did you do with the rest of your brain yeah. while you're modeling. Like, I think it was a valuable time. Of course, you were learning, but you must have been a bit bored. It helped to fuel fuel what I wanted to do okay. next. Did yeah. you know you wanted to go into law eventually? Uh, absolutely. I've always known I wanted to be an advocate. And so where did, yeah. where did that turn from, like, um, your goals being, like, booking modeling gigs to, no, i got to get to law school? Um, okay, so I knew I always wanted to be an advocate. I always wanted to represent people's interests. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be a part of a movement, you know, something that's going to change. Um, so I, so that to me meant probably law, because right. um, so how else? how else am I going to be in a position of influence to affect change? And and that was also really important. What I saw from the modeling is. I am a sitting duck. Like I, I have no power. We didn't even have social media at right. the time, so it wasn't right. like I could take ownership over my. I mean, now I feel like model models have such a voice. They, yeah. they own their they work. They own their brand. They own their work. Yeah. We didn't even own it. We didn't own our work. So, so if um, you had like a photo shoot that was theirs. You didn't own it. That's so wild. We don't own that. That's that. Yeah. So um, your portfolio too. I mean everything. So um, so I think that there's so much more of an opportunity now to have that ownership, which is great. Um, but at at the same time, though, I I think you know being this sitting duck, going okay, well, they only want me if I fit this box and it's going to satisfy this you know economic need for this company mm-hmm. you know so on so you feel very much almost like a pond in a greater corporate strategy mm-hmm. i guess whereas i wanted to get ahead of that to figure out systemically how are women being treated in this industry and what is putting all these obstacles and blocks in front of us um, to have a voice in the entertainment mm-hmm. in the modeling and the fashion industry um, and um, and and you know the treatment of women, but I would also say um, how should we be seen, represented? Um, you know, and I mean there is obviously it's a free market, and you know companies are going to have their goals, but at the same time, I would rather us be shown as being empowered and not victimized. Right. And I think that, or you know, um, that kind of like subordinate. Um, image of us comes out a, a lot, I think, um, and, well, wait, and in the think? in the media, I would yeah, say, yeah, um, yeah. all over advertising, I would say, um, sort of being led mm-hmm. um, by by men, or you know, um, so um, anyway, so I think it fueled me to say, hey, look at we we don't have voices, we're being casted and you know, picked for certain things um, because obviously the way we look, um, I'm really interested in what we have to say and how we're represented in this field um, contractually, IP wise, Mm -hmm. as well as internationally immigration wise when we're moving into different markets, providing soft landing into different markets, um, all the possibilities that can be opened up to us, that conversation that that um, that that one can have with their agent, and yeah. one can have, you know, um, you know, and even agent or manager to talent um, in terms of just knowing how to open up those doors and knowing that yeah. things do not have to be as complicated as they may seem. Yeah, and like so having the power, having that power. Yeah, yeah, and that I feel like. So you are sort of like biding your time while you're modeling, going, okay, when this is over, yeah. I'm gonna like just. Pull all my reasons. Totally bored and, and not really <laughs> all that inspired, unfortunately, by yeah. the women around me, who uh, fellow models, fellow specifically fellow models yeah. who were always um, just I thought just kind of not observing and not analyzing and not kind yeah. of um, trying to figure out what's happening to us, yeah. you know, um, and and just going um, kind of really riding the wave yeah. and not really 
like questioning it in some way. So, um, so when did you decide to leave? Yeah. So I, I, education, academia was always like very important to me. And so it was really at that turning point where it was all about harnessing the, uh, you know, moving into a master's program. Um, when I was approaching advocacy um, and really wanting to do that, I thought that perhaps that would be with the government, on the government oh, side. And so um, you, when you're going to come to, you know, do a master's program and, and you know, do the admissions you just have to like buckle down and so that was at that point where I just decided you know this is I'm gonna need to do this full-time right you know so was that hard though to turn down because it was it was really emotional no it was super emotional and um and I love my agency and I love my agents they were incredible actually um so people talk about like how difficult it is to make the decision that is um for your heart rather than safety. Yeah. You know, and that's a really hard hard thing to turn down, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Your community too, right? You've built up this community in your modeling world. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, which I later tapped into, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's, it's scary. It's really scary to, you know, um, seemingly close a chapter in your life yeah. and, and create a new beginning. So embrace disruption and do something completely different yeah. so when you decided to become a lawyer did you ever look back were you like no now that I know I'm on the right track or is there a time that you were like I don't know anybody who's in a career more than whatever 10 yeah. years that didn't at one point going you know what I can't do this it's too hard or there's yeah. too many roadblocks or I don't know it's 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 you have to have you have to question your journey otherwise it's not yeah I I, I I'd say that I think some of the backstabbing among women in, um, ha- in law yeah 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 has made me uh, reflect um, on what we're doing and our path yeah um, that's mind-blowing and I and I, I've only like I I haven't experienced it often but the one or two times I've experienced it has hit a heart there that is pretty deep and, yeah. and trying to understand why we can't you know um, extend our arms and hold each other and and those that are um, moving up how do we support each other and and um, within an organization and also uh, vis-a-vis our clients too sure. and really looking at that aftercare so yeah it feels like you're uh, one of the most progressive lawyers or law firms that I, I can think of like just in your way of embracing like social media and yeah that kind of thing where I think that you know there's a lot of law firms that are like that's not what we can do but you're going like what else can we do yes so you're do- so you're very involved with social media and then how and you follow up your cases even when they're closed yeah is there anything else that you well we're so lucky that we work within this field of extraordinary ability um, and people just moving and shaking their industries right, at this top true. level and then up and comers that will be shortly yeah. moving and shaking so they're kind of and I can't tell you how many clients I've had that have moved from you know you know not being able to find a lawyer in town that would represent them, you know, and being able to work with someone who would really spend the time, carefully put together the strategy on the case, put together all the documents, and then see them excel, and then see them, you know, sign that huge contract, yeah. you know, and, that's and, really and, make, and make it. Yeah. And um, which, you know, I've been really lucky enough to, to be involved in um, numerous times. Because also... Um, you're a lawyer, so time is money, and I should probably give you like a thousand dollars per <laughs> hour. I don't know what legal fees are these days, but yeah. um, looking looking ahead to like what you're doing now, is there anything that's happened in your past career where you had a big life lesson? Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want to say it's a mistake, but there are certain things that I've done in my past that um, I don't regret because it's taught me something. But there hasn't been anything that's really been a great life lesson for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, I think maybe perhaps, you know, being diagnosed with cancer and, um, you know, in my early twenties and then, um, meeting and, uh, spending a lot of time with other people that have cancer Mm -hmm. and, um, understanding those that, or trying to understand what their mental place is for those that it was terminal. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. um and 
and how they could be so happy. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I was amazed at, at the, those that I was around and surrounded by who were so thankful for another month that they had, yeah. another week. Um, oh, I'm so happy for this doctor who was able to give me this other week. And just to, to try to understand, like, I would be so depressed. I would be sitting in my bedroom crying. I Like, why are they not so depressed, right. you know? But right. they didn't see it that way. They saw it, you know, as a moment to, to really seize it, rejoice, um, you know, feel that sunshine on their face, um, tell the loved ones that they love them. Yeah. And, uh, yes, I'm getting choked no, up myself right now. But... Um, and and you know and and they they took risks, um, you know. Um, it balances you, things, right? Yeah, and yeah. absolutely, and also just the approach to life was, you know, well, if we could try this treatment, it might be able to buy you two weeks or a week, um, and just that the value of life, um, and. You know, to not to be afraid and to take it, and maybe the biggest risk of all is really not even taking that risk, and so which is actually something that Mark Zuckerberg says quite a bit, and I I couldn't agree more. Um, so you know, I think that you know things are moving so fast in our industries and in the markets that we work in, and that it's sometimes moving so fast that we can't even catch up to understand how it's evolving and um you know and 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 I, I was just infinitely amazed with these people that i was surrounded with at that time in my life um who said you know it's okay it's okay if i don't if i don't know everything yeah um it's all right um and that's a hard recognition it's okay yeah you know it's okay and this is what i can do um and i'm hopefully able to have these other weeks or months and this is what I'm going to set out to do mm-hmm. and they're actually setting out to do and accomplish things and I I, I I thought isn't that incredible like we don't none of us really know how much more time we have no. and so why are we wasting time and so why don't we just go for it yeah. and we can learn from the failures we're not going to be perfect um you know, and that's okay. So when I have, you know, when, I mean, we've been looking right now for, for lawyers to, to, to join our firm. And when I'm sitting in these interviews and the best, many of these really great candidates, some have been men, others have been women. Um, and I felt very, um, I, I really appreciated that some of the women that came in um, for these interviews uh, from very prominent firms that have been around for a hundred years right. uh, were really truthful with me about why they wanted to come and work at D'Alessio Law Group. Not because they thought it would be easy, um, because we're not a hundred-year-old firm. We don't have every corporate structure all figured out and every training module, you know, all the you know kinks all worked out. Um, but, you know, we, we are growing so well, Approval rates are so high. Clients have been overwhelming. I mean, I I walked through you know the the rooms of TIFF yesterday, mm-hmm. and I I, I was um, overwhelmed with thank you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and and these women, you know, some of these women that interviewing one in particular said to me, you know, do you know that there's no um, opportunity for me to make to make partner in my firm, do you know that? Do you know that every time um, another partner is promoted, it, it's not a woman? Do you know that? Um, and I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I, I, did, I didn't even think about that. And um, it's, it's it, 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 um, we are breaking down doors. We, we are um, you know, having victories and we're learning from from things they're not doing right and then fixing them um and i just i i I guess i just remembered you know again those you know cancer patients that i spent quite a bit of time with Mm -hmm. who were just like it's okay it's okay if we don't have it all figured out but at least i'm going to accomplish this this week and then i'm going to move to the next week and do this and it's and maybe it's going to be minute to minute and you know what that's all good 
So, um, so I, 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 we're not pitying. There's no pity. We're not feeling victimization. You know, we're feeling like we're going to conquer the world regardless. Yeah. And so, and and I, and, and we are. So, yeah. so I think that Delasio Law Group is rare. And I just, I hope and I wish, and I keep moving forward. And um, because I want women to, um, and men, to to recognize the the that greater costs, yeah. you know, and um, and we have men working within our organization too. We absolutely yeah. do. It's just the yeah, we're not of, having a yeah. male bashing. No, it's we're not. To say about that, but it is. We have many about... many men working, uh, you know, and um, at Delessio yeah. Law Group, and they are incredible, and and they will be promoted as they show their capabilities and so on, and um, and just we feels do like that. Your approach is very unique. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you said, I think we're unique, and when I think you, I don't think it's think. I think you are. I don't. I don't feel like many lawyers speak like you're speaking. Yeah, maybe they're afraid to as well. Why you know, would because, they be afraid? To, why? To be emotional? To be... Yeah, I think, um, you know, again, to do something wrong, to say something yeah, wrong, I to offend somebody. Why does that happen? Um, like, you when know, did we stop? Like, there wasn't, yeah. we weren't worried about that when we were kids. Why? At what point did we go, oh, I hope I could do this right? Like, I get it too. I'm, you know, worried about saying the right thing. We record these and I'm like, oh, I hope I don't offend anybody and... And where, where, when, when did we stop just enjoying the fact that we're human? Yeah. And we make mistakes. Yeah. So if I say something on these podcasts that is a mistake, I'm going to just own it, I guess, and apologize if I've offended somebody and move on. Like, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Is there anything else that I'm missing I, that you'd like to yeah. talk about? Um, I, I, would, I would just wanted to say that, you know, I think women want to have the same place as men in this industry but for whatever reason we just seem to have to work a lot harder and um, women are really becoming true industry leaders um, and the projects then created by women you know um, like Adiba Mehta you know and and tackling these like topics there's killer ladies out there that are working hard to make things balanced for sure yeah that are Canadian yeah and um, and um, and I, I think it needs to be more known on a, on a international and in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, you know as well. Um, which you know, what do you think I, is like something people can do in this pursuit of balance? I think to tell, I think to tell these stories that I'm telling now. I think that women uh, like Deepa are, are talking about the big, the small, the loud, um, just like men do, um, and. You know that that huge issue of gender inequality in Hollywood is so big, and we're seeing it with the Me Too. We're seeing it, um, you know, with Times Up. You know, um, and um, but it just not just just keep keeping the stories, learning from the stories, in terms of tackling action, like systems, systems that each phase. We just like production meetings. We need to sit back. And we need to look through each phase of the process, and we need to uh, fix the, t- the what needs to be fixed, yeah. and be okay with this not having been fixed before. Right. Like getting over it. Yeah. You know, it's like do do the cancer patients turn to me and say, you know, if I hadn't have had those cigarettes, like whatever, or if you know it wasn't my fault that this was genetically like not dwelling on how we got here but we're here now let's fix it and let's talk about it and let's not be afraid to talk about it so um and i i think that that's what keeps me up at night like i don't sleep well because i'm i'm always you know you know i strive to be perfect of course um at the same time like being able to absorb what needs what needs to be fixed and then Fixing it. Yeah, that's so, a lot of pressure you're putting on your shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 to lead and to say it's okay. Like let's sit down, yeah. let's look at what it is, and let's get there together. And I I I I um I think with women working harder to get there in terms of equality, it, it, we need to do that with men. We need to look yeah. at the systems. Yeah, and it's in law. It's in the greater film TV. It's in technology. Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know. Everybody's affected. There's no, like, business out there that, that goes, oh, no, this is the 
completely equal. Everything's we all have to do our part. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just think to not to give each give up on each other. You know, yeah, and um, you know, I just I just feel like sometimes women are just like oh. I'll just recede into this right. role. Give I'll up just, on yourself too. Yeah, right? I'll just yeah. I'll just back down. Well, it's you so know, that we're so like, defeated though. Like there are times yeah. when I'm like that that I'm like, you know what? I give up. Yeah. I I can't fight the fight anymore. Yeah. I might need to sleep on it, and then the next morning I'm like, no, screw you. But I sometimes d- get defeated. Like I'm yeah. Human, so yeah. Um, but that's yeah. why you're talking about like having that. Um, the energy that what were we talking about like lifting the energy up right? yes so hopefully the days that we're defeated we have somebody that you can reach out to going you don't give up yes right who's your Absolutely. who's your people of don't give up other than your parents uh, yeah i mean that that inner core of of women yeah actually who, uh, your group, yeah yeah that have been there pretty much since day one now do you find that yeah. hard because you're supposed to be a leader so mm-hmm. to show that you're having an off day isn't always something that is possible yeah do you find that hard you know that it is hard. You yeah. do. You oh, you have to. You have to be tough. Yeah. You have to be tough. Um, I think um, we inspire each other in what we keep accomplishing, and that helps to further inspire me. Yeah. And what this inner core is able to accomplish, despite all the daggers and backstabs yeah. and all this horrible crap that yeah. I see going on and affecting us. Um, but. Um, they push on, I push on. Of course, I do always need to stay stay in, in the forefront of the leadership. Um, but yeah, but it, don't it, it you is love hard. it when people that you think are like pillars of strength show weakness? Like, I remember talking to a friend and I thought she was like, just had it all together. She was always so gracious, confident. And I said, do you ever have a bad day? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not always easy. And I was like, she kind of rose to another level for me because I was like, oh, and she's human. Yeah. You know, and it's hard because you're in a position... Your name's on the on the placard. Like you have to sort of show leadership and strength constantly, and to come in one day and go, guys, I'm giving up for two hours. Yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. Not easy. Yeah, absolutely. It it isn't. Um, and yeah. I, mean, I don't know the answer to that. That's just sort of the journey that we sort of find. I guess maybe you find, you know, you go home to your family and go, I need to have a a day off from being the tough person. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I would I would say that um, you know my um, my daughters, including stepdaughters as well, um, coming home to them, and and um, I can do better for them. I might not be the one who's spooning the soup into their mouth, but I'm going to be the one who's going to help to make things slightly better at at the very least. Yeah. In at least one field which I'm working on now yeah, which is yeah, law yeah. and so this is what I can bring to the table and this is what I can contribute and I think having a near-death experience makes you just having that and uh, maybe it's always lived with me as well even outside of the whole cancer thing maybe it's just always been there that I need to do something bigger mm-hmm. and um, I think so, you were born of it I yeah. think you've got like I'm sure your folks influenced you and inspired you but I feel like that was like just talking with you I think it's just in your heart yeah I think it's incredible the fact that we have four daughters and all this going on it's it's kind of fitting in a way you know um but um yeah and yeah just it's it's okay to not be perfect and for women especially that are that are so inspiring to other women within this organization that are moving and shaking and doing things like if we don't do it all perfect talk to each other talk to how we're affecting each other yes learn from each other and also forgive each other yeah you know forgiveness is like essential and humility did i do something wrong let's talk about it move forward my last question to you is uh what advice you would give to your younger self um meditate and pray uh, tapping into confidence you have it it's there bring it out <laughs> don't mm-hmm. hide it mm-hmm. um, so I, I think that that yeah just be uh, you know and uh, yeah I think that would be it um, and then with your kids do your kids pray and meditate yeah uh, I, I yes we're yes we're 
Yes. Right. I mean, it's yeah. hard. Like, kids are so... I, I make it a huge point. Yeah. Um, and I, it's like, we're a God-fearing family. And I, 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 I in, in that sense, what I mean is there's a greater purpose. Okay. And um, to, to, to talk, to, 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 to get inside your head. Like, that's okay. And, and, and shut out the noise mm. and focus on your goals. And like when you say get inside your head, do you mean like, um, get inside of who you are? Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to be there. To, Did you to, think of like you growing yeah. up, you didn't have that opportunity to get inside your head? I think that um, there was there's there was there was and continues to be so much outside noise with reacting to the world. Yeah. That we become less strategic about that greater purpose. Yeah. And knowing that there's some things that we cannot change, and that we can just lift up to a higher body. Um, you know, for me, it's God, but that I can just release mm. like I can't fix this mm -hmm. I'm going to release this but here's what I can do right and here's how I can yeah. get to that goal I am not going to let that thing strap me down and hold me to the yeah. floor I'm going to move forward in this direction and um, to achieve this goal and I think that um, I you know that meditation that prayer um, confronting and then letting go and also forgiving mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. I think you're you're amazing <laughs> did I did you miss any talking points did you want to um, yeah. and you might have had things in your head yeah. there's nothing worse than leaving a conversation with things in your head I wanted to you know applaud Gina Davis on that rally Isn't that amazing yeah with with, with Tiff and yeah, uh, sharing her journey. journey really the you know addressing that pay equity in film and yeah. it just you know it, it's it's about what we can do it's about action it's yeah. about it's making a statement but also action like with a plan that you know I, for I, all lo of us, I love that right? for all of us yeah like I yeah. don't think you know when people go like I don't know what to do I'm like something yeah it's not it's not do everything just do something exactly yeah she was and great I, and I think you know gal. I, I challenge and I push law firms to really reflect on gender disparity and this is what I hope to do in sort of moving that needle on that, you know? And so, and I'm doing your part. I, exactly. You really are. Like she inspires me, like, yeah. she, you know, coming here and doing that rally and, you know, and uh, bringing people together um, on a, a greater cause that cannot be forgotten. And, and I do think failure is impossible. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this is going to rock people's world listening to you talk. Thank you so much. Thanks. It's really great. Thank you. Oh, I mean, Lorraine D'Alessio is truly a firecracker. She's worked her butt off her whole life and has so much great stuff to share. I just loved her thoughts about maintaining her company and never looking back. I just think she has such a unique perspective and uh, such a one-of-a-kind person to spend some time with. So I feel very lucky to have had that time. You can check out Lorraine and her firm, DLG Immigration, online at d-l-g-immigration. And maybe she can help you with the mountain of visa paperwork that you have to go through in order to get your papers. Uh, so reach out to her. Also, why not let us know what stuck with you from my conversation with Lorraine? Go to at firecracker.dept and uh, drop us a line. You know we always get back to you. You know we do. Check out our website and follow us online to hear more about upcoming events, panels, episodes, and information on live streams like our monthly Spark Chat. Oh, this is a fun one for me. I get to every month speak to a past episode guest about what's going on in their world. And we have this live discussion on Instagram, Firecracker D-E-P-T. Last month I talked with Astrid Van Weeren from Come From Way on Broadway. Love Astrid, love our chat. This one coming up, the first Sunday of the month, I'm going to talk to Kat Farrell from Winona Earp and Working Moms, and I can't wait to talk with her. Sometimes it's really just an excuse for me to be able to connect with some friends. Uh, I sure love me some Kat Farrell. So we'll see you then at the Spark Chat, and make sure you join our community. We'd love to have you along. Firecrackerdepartment.com. Thank you so much to my big firecracker team. Oh my gosh, this team is building and uh, I couldn't do any of this without them. I want you to go over right now, firecrackerdepartment.com and check out the cool gals that are involved in this core team because they 
they make my heart sing for realties. I'm just gonna say their names and I want you to just hear their names and know that these are all fabulous, fierce, vibrant women. Here's the team that are in LA. It's AJ Edmonds, Farah Marani, Emily Churchill, Monique Madrid, Camille Adams, Jordan Giddens, Deanna Moffat. And then in Toronto, there's a whole other chapter. And those are Joanne Boland, Anna Gustafson, Veronica Martin, Sydney Nielsen, Laura Lee Damaccio, Winnie Wong, Naomi Wright, Chelsea McKenzie, and Sarah Bowden. And we're just getting started. There are people joining us all the time and we're lucky and we are better off for it. So thank you so much for all the folks that have reached out and said, hey, I see what you're doing in the firecracker department and I wanna help. Thank you. And don't forget about our UK chapter. We got Vicky Beer over in England and she is staying up late because of the time zones and helping us get each and every podcast out and helping us build our community. So thank you. Maybe some of you are thinking, hey, I'd like to get involved. I really would love that. So why don't you go on over to our website, see what we're doing, and see what part kind of jazzes you. It could be something in the comedy department, the art department, the script department, the red point department, where we celebrate aging in the arts. Uh, just go on over to firecracker.com and check us out. And then drop me a line at firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com and let's chat. You know it would be great, and you know what I'm going to say is if you would reach out to us. Go over to Instagram or Twitter, at FirecrackerDEPT. And while you're online, because who's kidding who, we're online all the time, why don't you go over and give us a little rating and review? Because it really helps us keep bringing these podcasts to you and keep building our community. It really does. Thanks so much for listening right now. We know that you have two ears, and there's a lot of things you could be listening to, so we really appreciate that you're choosing Firecracker Department. And we just got one better. You're here. See you next time on the firecracker department, everybody. 